What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is, well, it's late Thursday, early Friday, whatever you want to call it. We'll call it late Friday night, whatever. January 15th, January 16th, either way, uh, you guys are listening to episode 194. I am not counting the Babe Ruth rebuttal that I did with uh, my good buddy Giannis Pappas. My buddy Giannis Pappas, who, along with myself, absolutely destroyed Bill Burr's argument. Okay, I'm just going to start on the top like that. I hope you listened to the last one. I don't know if you did, but I can tell you this. The Babe Ruth rebuttal, we were ready. We were prepared. Okay, we came in there like snipers. We had the facts. We said what we needed to say. We presented our case. Listen, take it or leave it. The people that are going to listen inside with Burr, you're going to listen inside with Burr. The people that are going to listen to me, listen to Giannis, and listen to every other baseball historian who dedicated their lives to this argument, uh, you could do that too. Okay, um, but thank you. Uh, we, I'm not going to talk about that um, on this podcast, of course. This is... Um, I guess you could say this is technically 195, but for the books and for the record, it's 194 because the other one is just a special edition. You know, look, if there's no unacceptable on the Verzi Effect podcast, then there's no, it doesn't go down in the log as one. All right. We just had to clear something up and I thought we did a great job doing it. Um, this podcast is coming to you from my hotel room here in Hartford, Connecticut, uh, I am staying in a beautiful hotel, which you guys know, I'm not a prima donna, I'm not a dick, the one thing I like is a nice hotel. I stayed in enough shitholes and comedy condos and all that stuff to, you know, I'm done. And the one thing I ask for, you know, not that I think who I am, nothing like that, I just want nice accommodations, and you know what, this is one where we got them. Um, tonight was the first night of the 2015 run of the All In Tour, and it was me, Joe Bartnick, and Adrian Apolucci, and we did the Funny Bone here in Hartford, and uh, what a great first Thursday night. It was awesome. Um, the people there that worked there said it was great for a Thursday. The numbers were great. The place was very, very busy, and we're hearing great things about Friday and Saturday. It looks like Friday and Saturday's going to be packed out, and everybody was really excited about the weekend. So great first night, and um, so excited. The new material, meeting these people out here. Uh, a couple of animals in the crowd, a couple of drunk women drinking wine, you know, and, and just fucking talking and opening their mouths. But hey, you know, you put them in their place and you shut them up. That's what we do. Uh, but I'll get into all that first. Just want to let you guys know. Um, well, you know what? I'll do this first. The um, the Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by, of course, of course, gonzofame.com. Go to gonzofame.com for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians today, talking about where they were, where they're at now, you know, um, and all kinds of stuff, their rise to wherever they're at right now. Uh, it's, it's the best. Dave Gavry, funny up-and-coming comedian from Chicago, runs the site, and he does a great job, and so many good comedians are on that website, and uh, it's been a pleasure having them sponsor the show. Uh, we've both grown together because of it, and, uh, you know, so please support gonzofame.com. If you love the Verzi Effect, if you support the Verzi Effect, please, please go support gonzofame.com. All you got to do, go to the site, read the stuff, you know, 
contribute, and I think he was going to, you know, add some stuff or blogs or whatever, but it's a great website, gonzofame.com. Okay, um, we got that out of the way. Now, I wanted to talk today about Twitter, okay, because, you know, I don't understand why people on Twitter are the way that they are. I tried to break this down this week, okay, and... I just I'm just having a hard time doing it. All right, so here here's here's what happened. Okay, um, you know I look at Twitter and listen. I understand that there's going to be haters on Twitter. You know, it's just how it's how it works, and I get that, and I'm cool with that. Listen, it's like audience members, or or it's just basically like life. People you meet in your life. You know, you're going to get the bad apples. You know, you're going to get the rotten apples. You're going to get the people that suck. And, and, you know, hopefully you just stay around the people that, you know, the majority of people are are good and, and cool and easy to talk to. But you always get, you know, you're always going to get these people. But, I mean, I truly am understanding now. And listen, I'm not, you know, some, you know, gigantic, famous person who gets all But I, I, I get enough tweets and I have enough followers now where I can really see you know, what happens and, and how people are. And what it is is this. You have you have you have three different types of people who are on Twitter when it comes to them contacting somebody that's in show business or that does something that they can comment on uh, or talk about. Okay. You have the awesome devoted fans who love you, support you, listen to your podcast, go to comedy shows and just love what you do and like you and they're they're going to be there for you. As you grow and you do more, they're going to come out and check it out. And those are the best ones. Okay? Those are those are the elite great ones. Okay? Then you have this other type of person who tries to get a rise out of you. They'll say something that's not too bad, but it annoys you. And then if you go back at them, they're nice to you. You know, like, like it's it's kind of funny. Like, they'll say, like, yeah, Paul Verzi, that last thing you said, how can you say that if this, that doesn't even make any sense? And then you'll go back to them and you'll say, well, if you really listen to what I said, I did answer the question or I did you know, make an argument to that case. You just didn't listen. Go back and listen. And all of a sudden, they're so happy you got back to them that they're like, yeah, no, my bad. Listen, I was just trying to say something. I love the show, man. Thanks so much. Really cool that you got back. And then all of a sudden, they're cool. Then you have the smallest percentage, which is great, which is definitely great. But the smallest percentage is the cunts. And the cunts are somebody that wants to get a rise out of you. They want to fight with you. They want to say something. And 98% of the time, I ignore these people on Twitter. And 99, probably like 99.5% of the time, I've, I've had people say some nasty shit to me. You know, hurtful shit, stuff that you're like, wow, man, really? Not not many, but there's just, you know, a few just slip through the cracks that you're like, shit, that kind of hurt. You know, <laughs> that was kind of rough. And you ignore it the best you can, and, and that's it. So anyway... This week, I was watching the OSU, um, you know, I was watching the OSU National Championship game against uh, Oregon, the uh, Oregon Ducks, and um, I said something, I guess like the first minute Oregon scores, and they did it easy, they got first downs, they ran right down Ohio State's throat, right? 
So I go on Twitter, and it was such an easy drive that I jokingly go, think about what I said. I go, yeah, man, Jesus, looks like looks like they're going to win this game by, it looks like Ohio State's going to lose this game by, what did I say? Oh, yeah, looks like OSU is going to lose this game by 1,000 points, right? This is over. Dude, the amount of dummies, and if you're one of them listening, good. You are a fucking dummy. Unless you were doing it just to play around and go back and forth with the Twitter. But there were people that were literally believed, like thinking that I thought that. And I'm just going, oh my God, like, are you not looking at my other tweets saying, oh, will OSU answer? Oh, this, oh, this game is this, this game is that. And like, they just took what I said at first and I'm just going, oh my God, dude. You know, I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be fucking George Clooney famous and do a role in a movie or TV that people don't like because people are so dumb, you know, with Twitter and with anything that you say or do, they take it seriously. It's like, I can't fucking believe this. Like, I really can't believe, like, listen, if you're just going to get malicious and try to get a rise out of somebody in show business or somebody that's doing something, that's fine. I get it. You're just trying to get a rise. You're a dick. The funny thing is all those assholes have like fucking seven or like seven to 25 followers. That's always the funniest thing when somebody says something really mean. Listen, I want to tell you guys this right now. If you're trying to be mean and you don't have fucking thousands of Twitter followers or at least a thousand, you're not doing shit. It's a fucking joke. Stop embarrassing yourself. Nobody's listening. Nobody cares. Okay. You know, now if you're cool and you're a fucking sweetheart and you reach out to somebody that you like and admire then they're going to be like, oh, dude, you're cool, thanks a lot, blah, blah, blah. But if you just have, like, fucking five friends and you're like, yeah, fuck you, I don't think, it's fuck you, you know. But it's the people that take it literally that you're like, are these people that dumb? Are they trying to have you talk to them? What are they doing? Like, I was literally baffled. I mean, don't get me wrong, I had more fun tweeting. I live tweeted. And here's the funniest thing. I should do this more because I don't do it enough. I really don't do it enough where I live tweet during a big event or during some, doing something that so many people are on and things are trending on Twitter during some event. Uh, I did it during the Grammys or whatever it was and people, con- like I so many tweets. Uh, I mean, and that's another thing, dummies. I gained over like a hundred and something Twitter followers with the fucking nonsense that you guys were, with what I said and then the nonsense back and forth. So, I mean, I will, I win. I'm going to win anyway. I mean, that's, that's a joke. Of course I'm going to win. But it's just like, why would you, why would you, you know, not see that it's a joke and it's fun and have fun and go along with it? That's what I don't understand. You know, but what I'm going to do is I think I want to do like more like maybe like one, you know, once every couple of months when something's on TV or an award show or a sporting event, just live tweet during it because it's just too much It's too much fun and I had a great time, but I really can't believe how dumb people are. Some of you people are fucking dumb, man. Really, like just not understanding, not getting it, not seeing it for like what it is. You're just fucking dummies. You know what I mean? Some people listening right now to this show are fucking dumb. And I guess that goes along with it, but like, like tonight, I'm not going to lie. Tonight was a great show. We were at the uh, Funny Bone in Hartford, me, Adrian, Joe. And like 89, 88, I'd say like 88%, but there was like an 11, no, maybe, you know, maybe more, maybe 92% was awesome, but like 8% was like 
some like talkative, not talkative enough to get him out of the room, but like just talkative drunk dummies who like commented and clapped. Like even if you said one word they liked and it's like, I, I literally said tonight and I was hoping that my, I was hoping like it was cool because my brother was there. It was the people that I knew there tonight. And I went on, I went on last and I closed the show and I said something and it just started this crazy chatter and like cafeteria type talking. And I just stopped for a second and I was like, dude, guys, guys, I go, we're at a show. I go, I, and I was dead serious. I've never actually said something that actually made grown adults feel bad and shut up at the same time. And I kind of felt bad afterwards, but I literally said tonight and it was refreshing and it was empowering and amazing. But like I asked a question, people like yelling, oh, blah, 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 all this stuff. And I just go, guys, guys, have you been out before? Seriously, like I'm not, this is not supposed, you're not supposed to act like that. Have you guys been out before? You people are fucking animals. Act like you've been out before. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. Like people were like, what the fuck? Are, like I scolded a crap, some people. Cause it's like, act your fucking age, dude. I'm, I'm going to show. I'm just talking. You know, it was just, it was, it was just a bunch of dummies. And listen, there were a lot of great people. It was a good crowd. But like, if you act like a fucking animal, you need to be called out on it. You need to f- grow up. It was just, it, it was, it was to the point where it was comical, where grown people were like drink, that like couldn't handle drinking on a Thursday night. It's like, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Um, so, but, but it is what it is. You're going to get that on Twitter. You're going to get that on Facebook, social media, anything you do. So, you know, and I always take the high road. I always take the high road. Um, but if somebody, you know, says something that really pisses me off or says something that is not true or doesn't get something, I'm going to say something back, you know, I'm told not to, and you know, for the most part, I won't, but if something really, it's just like, what is wrong with you people, like, this was the first time in my life where I was like, I actually see why people shut down Twitter, I actually see why not having a Twitter account and dealing with the masses makes a lot of sense, because some of these people will drive you fucking nuts, you know, listen to the podcast, enjoy the podcast, if somebody says something you don't like, but like, I mean, come on, Stop with the craziness when you got six followers, you know. Speaking of podcasts, by the way, I want to give uh, a shout out to uh, Peter uh, Schrager from the Peter Schrager podcast on Fox Sports. Um, Peter is so cool and he was such a gentleman and, and so cool to deal with. But Peter had contacted me. He heard about me and Bill Burr's and Giannis's um Babe Ruth argument, and he just contacted me and said, hey, man, love to get you on the show, and we talked. Please check out his podcast. Please check out his show. This guy, first of all, I love his sports knowledge, and I think that he is, um, I think he's a guy that is not only, you know, smart with his sports knowledge, <clears throat> excuse me, and opinions, but he's just great to guests, and he, you know, he's got a great sense of humor. Um, I mean, he had me on the show. Of course, I'm going to say that, but he did because he liked. Me. <laughs> but we had a good time, man. We had a good time, and I, I actually listened back. I don't usually like to listen to any appearances I do. I don't really like to listen to a much stand up I do. I kind of love that Johnny Depp mentality where Johnny Depp was on Letterman and Letterman said to Depp, he goes, um, now this was a great movie. Now, did you see the movie? And oh, no, no, uh, I'm sorry. Letterman said to Johnny Depp, I heard a rumor, you know, I saw this movie and it was great, but I heard a rumor that you don't watch any movies or any acting that you do. And Johnny Depp goes, yeah, no, I don't. And uh, Letterman said, well, now why is that? And Johnny Depp said, because it's none of my business. And the place just erupted, and it's such a great, brilliant answer. And don't get me wrong, there are certain things I'll watch me do in stand-up, but any performer will tell you, it's really hard to watch yourself and uh, listen to yourself. 
I can honestly tell you guys, I, I've said this before on the show, I've watched, I mean, I've I've listened to the Verzi effect so seldom out of, this is my 194th episode that I'm doing right now for my hotel room in Hartford here. And I could honestly say that I've, I don't know if I've ever listened to one like top to bottom from beginning to end, maybe the first or second one, like honestly. I just, I go, once it's out there, I'll just like go like to one section, listen for like 10 seconds, make sure it sounds good, make sure there's no skipping, and then I just publish it. I don't want to hear myself, I just talk, have a good time, put this out there for you guys, and you know, give my opinions, and you guys seem to like it, but it's the same thing with stand-up, and it's the same thing with everybody else, but with, um, I did Peter Schrager's podcast, and I was only on for like whatever, 15, 20 minutes, and I just was like um, listening to it, and it was just, it came across really fun and good, and uh, I gotta be honest, it's like one of the dudes that like, I like the dude, I just, I didn't even meet the guy personally, and I like the dude, and I, I think that uh, it's a great podcast, and he had some um, other guests on, and sports guests, I mean, this guy is a, a big sports guy and analyst, so check him out, uh, Peter Schrager, um, Fox, go to the Peter Schrager uh, podcast, or you can listen to it from Fox Sports and uh, it's great. So he's also, you know, contribute rights to, to Fox and, and GQ and, and a bunch of stuff. Great dude. And I had a good time doing it. And it's a good podcast. And, and that's that's all you need to, you guys know about good podcasts. Um, so, yeah, but so obviously I'm not getting rid of my Twitter. I'm not doing that. But just like, oh, my God, people take things literal and get upset. And it's absolutely brutal. But uh, here we go. So I wanted to talk also today about, um, yeah, and I'm doing this late and I got morning radio. Let me tell you guys something. The worst thing in comedy, in my opinion, and you guys know I don't like the morning and I like to sleep and shit, especially with two kids, you know. The worst thing in stand-up comedy, other than shitty accommodations where you stay, which, which gets better as you grow in the business. So hopefully you get out of that. But the worst thing to me is morning radio, okay? Um, being forced to be funny or asked to be funny or trying to talk to something, it's silly to me. People have argued with me. Great comedians have argued with me. No, you have to do it. It's part of the game. You gotta do. It. I know it's part of the game. I love the fans. I love the people that would tune into a show because I was on it. I love the people that would tune into a show like me and come out to a show. Don't get me wrong. But you have to understand something. When, and, and here's why I don't like it, okay? When you hear a comedian on the morning show, they don't want to be there. They fucking don't. And I know people are like, no, that's not true. They don't want to fuck. Really? Do you want to be there? Do you want to be there or do you want to be in your fucking hotel bed or home in bed with your fucking wife or, or your girlfriend or fucking sleeping and, comfort and being comfortable? Do you, would you rather do that and then go to work and do what you do at night or do you want to be up there with fucking, oh, it's the Jim and Stan show. Welcome to the morning show here in Phoenix, Arizona. We got funny man so-and-so. He's going to be performing at Phoenix Funny House. So, Paul, I hear you got kids, huh? <laughs> that that's the fucking last thing people want to do. It's awful. It's fucking horrible. It's terrible. It's whatever word you want to say. It sucks. You have a coffee. There's a car that picks you up. All right. And it just sucks. Now, 
I want to like the people because then I'll get into it. I'll try to get into it. I'll get a coffee. I'll get into it. And then I'll fucking leave and go to sleep or whatever. But it absolutely sucks. It's the worst part of the job. I can't stand it. I can't stand fake morning radio people. And there's a few cool ones. And I hope to come across the cool ones and regularly do the people that are cool and fucking get it. But this fake setup bullshit is ridiculous. Morning radio sucks. And I know I shouldn't say this. I'm just being real and I'm being honest. I mean, I have to go to it in, in, in hours from now, but I, it just is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Unless the people are cool and you're talking about funny stuff. Now, I'll wake up. I'll wake up and, and I'll go to a great, like, non... Uh, what I'm talking about is waking up to be funny on these hokey, corny radio shows that don't take any chances and aren't edgy. You know? I remember I did one. I'm not going to mention any names, but I did one. And, like, women would call up, and you'd have to, like, guess their bra size. And it was so fucking bad. I remember my wife was like, really? Is that what you did this morning? Really? Like, I listened in. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. She was right. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm standing there going, oh, so what is it? A, your voice sounds like it's a, what is it, a double D? or and, 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 Nah. Oh, close. And then the guy would be like, oh, you're getting close there, Paul, huh? Let's see what you go. All right, let me give it a try, huh? It's awful. It's fucking awful. Speaking of awful, I saw a movie that I have to talk about. Okay? And let me start out by saying this. Movies in Hollywood today, movies are so bad. It's so bad right now that they're remaking everything they're making sequels to things that are decades old. They are finding, they're just doing everything that's already been done in their own spin in a new way. And I spoke about this before, but I really don't understand why when it comes to an original fucking premise, they can't they can't get it right or, or even something that they, they model it by. Like, shame on all of my friends. I'll do my movie segment now. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do my movie segment now. Then I'm going to go into the unacceptables. Then we'll do sports and then we'll do plugs. All right. So um, everybody was telling me how good Gone Girl was. All right. Now I'm going to see I'm going to see American Sniper tomorrow. Uh, it comes out here and I'm going to I'm going to probably see it tomorrow or Saturday afternoon. But I'm definitely going to see American Sniper because I heard it just how ridiculous it was. it was. I heard it was that dope. I got to see it. So all my friends are telling me Gone Girl's great, Gone Girl's great. I didn't have one friend tell me they didn't like it. Everybody liked Gone Girl. So go see Gone Girl, Paul. You like movies, go see Gone Girl. All right, so I was so excited last night, okay? My mother came over to sleep over to spend the day with the kids because I had to take off here to, to Hartford. And um, my wife was home with the kids. My wife passed out early. I don't know why I'm telling you the backstory. I'm just giving you the night. I had one of those nights. I'm off. I'm not going on stage because I'm about to go on the road and do six shows over the weekend. And I go out to the supermarket. I get the shit we need for the house. It's cold out. You know, I got the women and children in the house. I go out. I do the man thing. I take care of the shit I need to take care of. I come back home. Do what I need to do at home. Get downstairs, and um, you know, I was looking at something on Netflix because I'm looking at all these conspiracy theory things, and um, I'm gonna talk about something on this show, and it's gonna it's gonna upset some people. It's gonna upset some people, but um, I'll talk about it after I talk about this movie. And you know, if you get upset about it, you could fast forward it. I don't want to be disrespectful, 
and uh, I'll get into it. But I've been watching things, and all I could do is be honest with you guys. You guys know when you listen to my show and you listen to me and, you know, what I'm really happy and fortunate and humbled about is I'm doing it more and more on stage where I felt it tonight, where we had a tight room tonight. And I literally told these people, don't fucking tighten up on me because you're hearing somebody be fucking honest. You know, you're not going to hear more honesty than this. And they clapped and it was awesome. And uh, I try to do that with the TVE fans. I'm being as honest and real right now as I can with you guys. Um, And, uh, you know, I always give the benefit of the doubt. And I always try to be, you know, polite and respectful. But at the same time, I have to be logical and down to earth and believe things that I believe and see. And I've been seeing something and hearing something and watching something that is just not adding up and it's not making sense to me. I'm going to talk about it. I'm not going to say I know 100%. And if you get upset, you get upset. But it's not for anybody to be upset. It's just it's just questions that I have. All right. But before I get into that, I'm going to talk about Gone Girl. Shame on all my friends who like Gone Girl. Gone Girl was a fucking, like, a lifetime chick movie on steroids. It stunk. It was the most far-fetched bullshit that I've ever seen. It was so ridiculous. It had me. The first 35 minutes, I was like, this is great. And then they try to make it look like Ben Affleck doesn't care and he's having an affair and, of course, it could be him. But it was just, I mean, you expect me to believe this far-fetched bullshit. How dumb were these detectives? Are you kidding me? The diary, only like a little singed and not burned. The clues that she was leaving to the shed where he has all this stuff where it looks like he spends money. I mean, it was any fucking real detective would have been blown the flag on this and be like, are you fucking kidding me? A diary that wrote everything that happened until the very end of I was afraid I needed to get a gun and then it stopped. And then I love how conveniently she got robbed by the people she was staying with. So she had no money and nowhere to go. So then the guy who she could frame takes her in and all that shit happens conveniently. First of all, you're not going to fucking do try to get somebody back and then kill yourself because they cheated. You know how fucking nuts that is? It was far-fetched horseshit. The movie stuck. Listen. The fr- I'll, I'll give you this. The movie kept you entertained the whole way. So I won't give it a 100% stunk, awful, you know, 1 out of 10. That movie was a 4, 4 out of 10 at best, maybe a 2.5 to a 3. Are you shitting me? You mean to tell me that this was this great murder mystery that I waited to come to DVD? I got excited the fucking day after it comes out on DVD. The night I'm off, I'm not driving to New York City to to get on stage and fucking perform. I have the night off. My wife is sleeping early. My mom comes over. She's taking care of shit, and I could sit down and watch this movie. And and you got it. You're telling me that that's a great movie. Like I mean. Ben Affleck going back to her and and then she's like this cold-blooded murderer who did it all. What a woman's really going to do that? She's going to turn into some fucking murderous nutjob cold woman just because her husband made a mistake and she wanted to frame him and then he fucking tells her on TV, "Oh, but Joe Bartnick made a great point. He goes, "Yeah, I love how it's like, oh, we'll just get a good-looking actor to tell to say that he wants his wife back and he still loves her." And then she's like, "All right, you know what?" Yeah, I made a mistake. I'm going to slit this asshole's throat and go back home. Such bullshit. Such a joke. Shame on you. If you're my friend who saw it, you said you liked it. You stink at going to the movies and you're fucking easily entertained. Period. Period. And I know that I just said that to a lot of people I love and a lot of friends of mine. Gone Girl was insulting. It, that's how bad it was. 
as far as the ending and, and what it really meant. It was bad. Clue one, clue two, here's my panties, <laughs> here's my diary, oh, yeah, they're gonna find the shed, and then I'm gonna fucking bludgeon myself and jump into a river, oh, but wait, you still feel bad and love me, I'll go back and kill this guy, and then she gets robbed, I mean, it, it's just such, it, it was so ridiculous, I was talking to Adrian Apolucci today in the green room, and she goes, was I the only one sitting up going, this is the most biggest bunch of bullshit, and I go, no, I was too, it was ridiculous, so, Gone Girl, listen, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. It was two and a half hours. It was too long. It didn't make any sense. It was complete, complete, unrealistic bullshit. And, um, yeah, I just, I don't even know how, you know, it was ridiculous to me. Um, it was just, like, I for a guy that watches a lot of murder shows, real murder shows, you know, the, you know, just a lot of different things, um, you know, hard at 48 hours, hard evidence, like when they're really talking to people that do something and like these detectives who dedicate this life. I mean, I know now, listen, I do got it. Chris Italia brought something to my attention tonight. My manager, he said, well, you know, in all fairness, the, the detective did say, isn't it weird that the book is just singed? The diary is just singed and not burned. Yeah, I guess it was, but you need to like, look at that more then. Go, well, wait a minute. Why is this book just singed and not burned to a crisp? Why are we getting clues from her? Something's not right. And instead she turns into this master of disguise, murderous killer. I mean, give me a fucking break, people. Give me a fucking break. Oh, my God. Shame on you. You know, oh, the ending was so, did you see the twist? Yeah, I saw the most bullshit, far-fetched thing. And then she's pregnant. You know what I would say? If this fucking chick did, I go, are you out of your fucking mind, you psychopath? You cut this asshole's throat with a fuck. You cut this, you're a murderer, okay? I'm getting the fuck out of her. I would have left that night. And I would have went and had a press conference and be like, yeah, guys, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm blowing the fucking whistle on this thing. This chick is crazy. This was a setup. She murdered that dude. I am out of here. I'm out of here. You guys have no idea what happened. And first of all, I told all you assholes, I told all you assholes in this town, every one of you, I didn't do it. And you all looked at me like I was a murderer. How about this? Suck my dick, you fucking assholes, you fickle pieces of shit who didn't believe in me. This bitch is crazy. I'm out now. She's alive. You know I didn't do shit to her. I don't give a shit if she's pregnant. This bitch is crazy. That's what I would say. And I'd fucking leave. But he didn't do that. He was like, oh, for the show, for the show, holding her hand. Get the fuck out of here. Stupid shit. It stunk. All right, let's go into the unacceptables. My unacceptable for the week, everybody. Woof, let's be honest. TVE 194, I'm on fire right now. This is just, we're plowing through this right now. This is, this is good. I hope you guys are enjoying this one. I can feel it. I think this is a great one, no? I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's okay or good, but it's definitely not bad. This is a good episode, I think. All right. Here we go. Here's my unacceptable, and then I will get into your guys' unacceptable, and then I'm going to go on to talk about something that might be a little uncomfortable for people, and then after I talk about that, I will do some sports and plugs, and we will be done. All right, my unacceptable for the week was something that I was going to do and put it on YouTube for All Things Comedy. Shout out to All Things Comedy. The Verzi Effect Podcast is part of the All Things Comedy Network. Okay, go to allthingscomedy.com. 
check them out. They have amazing podcasts. It is I, I always call I call it the NBC of podcast networks. It's got the best shows out there. You could go check it out. They're so supportive to the comedians. So check out all things comedy. Um, now I was going to do this and then I have another one that I'm going to do for that. And that's going to come out next week. We're working on something actually looking on working on a TVE bigger studio podcast studio, um, you know, for more guests and, and really expand cause the show is expanding and doing very well. Um, and, and thank you for that. I have you guys to thank for that. Now I go into this, so I'm not going to do, there's one that I'm not going to do, but I had two anyway, and I'm going to do this one cause this one got me furious. All right. I'm in a supermarket with my kids. My wife is uh, at work. And uh, my wife usually gets home from work, you know, around 6, 6.30. And um, depending on my schedule, you know, we kind of tag team out and I go to work or whatever. And, you know, and, well, how do you have time with your wife? We make time. Relax. So um, we're going, and I, I needed to get, like, I needed to just get some things. I needed to get cat food. I needed to get, like, there were certain things that I needed to get, especially before I left for a few days to make sure everything in the house was fine. So I'm walking there with my kids. We're having having a great time, and I, I love I love being out with my son and daughter, my my five year old and my two year old, because they just take me away from shit, and they're just so funny, and I, I have a great time with them, and the shit they say in supermarkets, and what they want, and what they want to eat, and they're, they're so vocal, and their vocabulary is so amazing. And um, I remember we were in an aisle, and I was like, "You guys are being good." I was like, "You guys want fruit snacks?" And they're like, yeah, and I love fruit snacks. I always have. And I know for a little kid, fruit snacks are a big deal, you know. And they got their Dora or their Scooby-Doo or all kinds of different fruit snacks. And we go in, and I was like, all right, guys, we'll get we'll get fruit snacks. And I walk up. I, I walk down the aisle, and to the right, there's this guy, heavy, heavy set guy. He's got a big black winter jacket on, and he's got a, a Mets baseball cap on his head. And he's sitting there, and he's standing there, and he's looking at something across the way, and his cart is right in front of all of the fruit snacks, you know, and all like the good ones. Like you see all the characters' faces on the boxes. Like it's like the mother load for kids. And this guy's cart is right there and he's standing there. And he's just zoning and looking at what he needs. And I say to my son, which one do you want? And he goes, I want this one. And he starts walking. And the one he wants is like behind the guy's leg. And my son walks up and I'm with him because I'm not going to let this fucking guy do anything to my son, of course. And my daughter is sitting in the cart just looking and hanging out, whatever, doing what she's doing. And my son had to reach behind the guy's knee, and he goes, I'll take this one. And he takes a, a, a Snoopy one, Snoopy. And my son doesn't like fucking Snoopy, but he just took it. And I think he took it because it was the closest one he could reach around the guy. And the guy doesn't fucking move. He just stands there. I'm getting angry right now. I'm getting fucking angry right now, okay? And my son takes it, and he gives it to me, and I put it in a thing, and I put my son in a thing, and we start slowly walking away, and I'm going nuts right now. And I'm looking at this fat fucking piece of shit, you know, bloated cheeks. I mean, the guy was like, you know, probably 60 and fat. I mean, the guy didn't look well. Not like super fat. And I'm just going, and I'm shaking my fucking head, and it's driving me nuts. It's driving me nuts now as I speak to you people listening to this. It's driving me nuts. And in the moment, I'm going, dude... You know you need to act on this. You know you need to do something. You can't let this go. And I just look and I'm shaking my head and this guy's oblivious. This piece of shit did not have the fucking... This asshole didn't have 
it in him to go, oh, I'm sorry, no, no, go ahead, go ahead, like a fucking, no, go ahead, pick what you want, and then go back, he was either so oblivious and fucking selfish, okay, and I'm still pissed at myself, but he, he just didn't move, it was unacceptable, this fat fuck, and I'm looking at him, and he's just sitting there in his dumb homeless man black jacket staring at whatever shitty food he was, whatever he's eating sucks, because you could tell the guy's cholesterol's through the roof, he's probably got diabetes too, fuck him, I hope he does, you know what I mean, maybe that's why he's such a prick, this fucking beautiful baby boy who fucking is, 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 you're trying to get a fruit snack and you're just standing there and you don't move and I'm walking away and I'm looking at him and I'm just thinking, you know something, you know something, this made, this was my saving grace. I'm going, you know something, thank God that this cocksucker is a Mets fan. I am glad he has got the pain to not see those assholes win since 1986 in his dirty fucking Mets hat and his 1992 black black stupid winter coat he looked with his stupid hunchback and his black hair hanging out of his hat with his fat cheeks just a piece of shit this asshole was and I'm walking through this place and I'm like good I fucking hope he's a Jets fan I hope fuck I'm a Knicks fan I hope he's a Knicks fan I hope he has as pain with all the sports he watches this asshole didn't get out of the way and I'm thinking to myself I should have went over there and said excuse me I should have went over there and said excuse me and uh, I'm walking through and I'm just like, I'm losing my shit. I'm like, I can't do it. And I literally turn the cart around. I turn the cart around. I go back down the aisle and I go, you know, what? we're getting more. We're getting more fruit snacks now. Now you kids are get your kids are benefiting from this. And I walk over and I walk over to him and I go, excuse me, excuse me. And I just grab, I grab the Dora fruit snacks and I just, and he kind I don't know even what he did, but I just needed, like I came back and I needed him to know. And I'm so upset I'm so upset that I didn't say, excuse me, sir, can you please move your cart, you fat piece of shit Mets fan. You know what I should have done? I should have just went and be like, you guys haven't won since 86? Get the fuck out of the way. Get out. Why don't you try eating something different? Because apparently what you're eating is still making your team suck, you asshole. Oh, my God. I, it's driving me nuts that I didn't get this guy. I should have leveled this guy. I should have said, dude, do you see my five-year-old son grabbing behind your back? Get the fuck over. But I didn't because there was a lot of people around. My daughter was there. And then here's the other thing. If this guy gets upset with me and says something to me, I'm going to make him eat a box of fucking, you know, fruit snacks. And when I say eat a box, I would have fuck. I w- here's the thing about me, guys. I'm going to be honest. I'm not trying to be a tough guy. I'm a nice guy. Okay. I've been in, in a few fights in my life, you know. Um, if you push me over the edge, it's, it, it, I, I lose my mind. I, I don't do it a lot. Um, I, I tried, I, I will try five times, five, seven times to just not have to go there. But if I have to go there, but if this guy would have said, fuck your son, or I don't give a shit or something like that, I would have shoved a box of fucking, you know, Snoopy things down his mouth. I would have just fucking made him eat it. I don't give a fuck. I would have, fu- and, and I didn't want that to happen. Because I didn't want to be nice, calm, and cool, and then have this guy say something to disrespect me or my children with my children there. You know what I mean? I didn't want to do that. So I I just kind of like took the high road again. And I know I went back. I had to go back. At least there was, there was no way I couldn't go back. But I went back and then I said, excuse me. And he was there. And maybe he's oblivious. The only thing that makes me feel better and gives me peace of mind is that he was like deaf, mute, or blind. Like I'm trying to, but there's no way he's blind because he was looking at something. But I, I just, maybe there was something wrong with him. I'm trying to hope. I'm hoping. There's something wrong with this man. To make my son reach around his like leg and, and grab something was just so fucking... And then I did it. I went around and said, excuse me. So, you know, 
I wish that guy pain. You know, I don't wish him death, but I wish him pain, and I wish him. I wish I don't wish him well, and uh, it bothered me. And I make I'm making a promise right now on the show. Next time this happens, I'm gonna say, "Sir, could you mind moving your fucking cart, please? Okay, can you move your fucking cart, you asshole?" I felt like being like, yeah, what happened with the Mets last year? Oh, they suck? Yeah, get the hat. You suck. You know what? You'd belong in a hat. You, in fact, you know what you should do? You should be in here in a Jets jersey and, and, and everything else, Mets and Jets attire. You piece of shit. Oh, my God. Unacceptable the guy didn't move the, the cart. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable the guy didn't move the cart. You know what I should have done? I should have just taken a box of macaroni or whatever he had in his thing and just fucking thrown it and then said, go get it before I fucking... Oh, my God. I'm not, And the thing is, I'm not even trying to be a tough guy right now. I'm so pissed off. Oh. The only thing I can hope is he listens to the show and he contacts me. <laughs> Imagine if I just lost everything, like my career, my family. I got so obsessed with this guy. I just kept going. I just kept showing up to the supermarket. Like, I just ended up getting this long beard, and I was just drinking, and I got fat. And I was just like this mopey guy that everybody watched on camera, and they're like, he's back. And my wife is in an interview, like, I don't know what happened to him. He just had to find him again. Like, that's how I, that's how nuts I feel about it. That's my unacceptable. Sorry. Okay, here we go. Let's get to your guys' unacceptables, and uh, we'll have a good time. So I'll read the I'll read the I'll read the other ones. I'll read the long ones first, I should say. I'll read the long ones first, then we'll do some Twitter ones and um, get you guys out of here. And please, if you guys have um, I know I asked a question. And I'm trying to find out what I asked you guys. I know I asked you guys if you had some info on something. So, all right. So this one is from. No, I'm sorry. Why? There was a lot. Here's the thing. It's going to take, this one was, um, this one's going to take a lot because, I mean, it's gonna, it may take a little time, I should say, because there, there were so many comments and tweets and messages about the uh, Babe Ruth thing. So let me read this one here. This one is from Tom Shywert. And Tom says, uh, unacceptable. Asshole who drives the speed limit in fast lane on highway while having the audacity um, of having a NASCAR sticker on their bumper. Uh, drive faster, you backwoods inbred animal. Drive your fucking 99 Mustang off the road and earn and earn heart yourself. Wow. Wow. Isn't it funny? I swear to God I didn't do it on purpose. I did not do it on purpose. But isn't it crazy how every time I do this show, there is a theme and this, the theme of this show is sort of like controlled anger. And that's exactly what this was. Tom, uh, you know, the Earnhardt thing, a little much, not going to lie. But if your anger gets you there, you know, what are you going to do? I just basically said I wanted a guy to eat a, a, a literally eat a box of um, fruit snacks and, you know, beat them in front of my children when I'm in a supermarket. And the guy could have just been an old, sweeter man who just didn't hear well or was oblivious. And I I, I mean, I'm, I'm holding that in my heart right now. So, uh, yeah, thank you for this. <laughs> thank you for the submission. And um, I appreciate it. All right. So let's get to the other ones. We got some got some funny ones this week and a lot of them, actually. All right. Um Let's see here. So this one is from, uh, is this Anthony? 
Yes, this is from Anthony Joseph. Hold on, what what's the whole name here? I gotta get the I gotta get the whole name. Alright. Anthony Joseph Churchiano. I think he sent this on Tuesday. Okay, and he says, I've got one for you. Hopped on the bus today with about ten or so stops to go. About two stops along the way, this woman hops on and grabs a seat. As soon as the bus pulls away, this disgusting animal starts plucking at her chin hair. Now, I understand that when you rely on public transportation to get around, you're exposing yourself to the absolute (laughs) dregs of society. (laughs) But there has got to be a line, no? Uh, I love how you say no at the end. That's how you know it's an Italian. It's the best. I mean, where the fuck were you raised that such behavior is deemed uh, appropriate? I wasn't in any real rush, so I just hopped off the next stop and walked about a mile. To be fair, I should probably thank that fucking pig for grossing me out to the point of exercising. Unacceptable. Um, Hashtag... Hole you out, you... Wait a minute. Hole you out of here. Uh, uh, Cagney, you filthy animal. Uh, Thanks, I think. Walk. All right, so he's basically hashtagging something that's so long and I don't want to fuck it up, but yeah. Anyway, Anthony, yeah, that's... um, that reminds me of the time where somebody I watched somebody spit food in their sweater and sauce, and they just didn't acknowledge it and let it dry in and kept going. Just so brutal. And, uh, yeah, but thank you for this. <laughs> thank you for the submission. That's uh, The chin hair really got you. See, I don't think the chin hair would have gotten me. I don't think the chin hair would have gotten me that bad, you know? Like, I, there's certain things that get me. One of the worst things that gets me as far as, like, people's, like, what they're doing is, like, feet. Anything with feet, I'm done. You know, I will just lose my shit. I would be, I, I, I couldn't do it. I really couldn't do it. All right, this one is from Gil, all right. Is this, uh, wait, did I read this one? Did I read this one? I think I did, yeah, I read this one already. Okay. Uh, let's go to uh, Twitter here. I think some people post. Oh, and somebody asked me that if I was going. Somebody asked me if I was going to um, have a website or, or a, I'm sorry, an email to post uh, the unacceptables. And when we get the studio and something, we're going to have something where I'm going to basically have somebody send me all of them. So we're, we're I'm working on something right now. So yes, there's going to be definitely uh, a way. There's going to be a way for you guys to get all of them in. So don't worry about that for sure. All right. Um, I just need to figure out how it's going to happen. And I also don't want a thousand people writing me books and then I don't do it. And then I'm the asshole. I'm so good to you guys. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of the crazy, that shit, um, Bill Burr, me and Giannis Pappas are going to sit down and we're going to go over that thing. And it's going to be awesome. We're, we're, we're going to iron that out one way or the other. Oh, man, I can't wait to talk about the NFL. A lot to talk about. How far are we? How far along are we right now? 
We are, the podcast is at, what are we at, 47? Oh, we got plenty of time, everybody. We got plenty of time. I'm having fun on this one. I'm having fun. Did I talk about Legoland? Oh, I took my son to Legoland, and it was awesome. Just watching these kids. Oh, my God, it's the best. We went to Legoland, and like, I mean, they I'm not going to lie. I took the Legos a little too seriously. They had like a class, like a master builder class. It's like, I mean, I mean come on. Relax with the master builder class. You know, they're fucking kids, all right? You know, they fucking eat them. They fucking shove them up their ass. They fucking spit them out. I mean, they make a fucking, you know, they make a train that they think is a train. And then, I mean, my son doesn't do that, but the rest of the animals, animals do. Okay. All right, here's one for you. Um, yeah, I don't see any other long ones, and I don't, and I know that some people, listen, if I'm leaving you out, I, yeah, I got, you know what? I got to do it. I gotta just fucking have a website for you guys to send these to because I, if I leave somebody out, I feel like such a dick. And then, wait, but this says Monday. Did I miss this guy or did I do this one? No, I don't think I did this one, and I gotta do this one. And if I read this one already, it re it, it came to me and said it was put out on Monday, so it's it's whatever. But I don't think I did. Hi, Paul. I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I first saw you. When I went to see Bill Burr at Foxwoods, you killed it, and I was hooked from that day. I just want you to know that your podcast gets me through my work days. Fucking hilarious. I got so many family members listening to you and Burr religiously. I appreciate all that you do for us fans. And before I go, I want to throw my first unacceptable out there. Well, thank you very much. This gentleman's name is Gildo Chiluli. I think I got that right. I hope so. If I didn't, yeah, uh, Gildo Chiluli. I'm a union painter in Boston, and uh, paint the fucking, paint the side of the box, <laughs> paint the building, kid, I love how you guys say kid, what the fuck's going on, guy, is he gonna paint the fucking thing, or is he gonna sit there and eat Doritos all day, guy, what the fuck is this guy doing, kid, I'm a union painter in Boston, they put up some huge condo towers off of Highway 93, and there is no running water yet in the building. But they have a porta potty on, ev on every fifth floor for the workers. It was bad enough that I had to step over Gatorade bottles filled with piss, but sure enough, some fucking animal decides to drop a spike <laughs> in the. Uh, in a dry toilet. The smell was absolutely gut-wrenching. Seriously, what the fuck? No water or toilet paper. I mean, did he literally walk around the rest of the day like that without even wiping his ass? Straight animal. Unacceptable. Thanks, Paul. Keep, thanks, Paul. Keep up the great work. Uh, Gildo, that's great. Uh, that is absolutely disgusting and um, completely unacceptable and the sign of a true, true animal. Um, pissing like that. I mean, ugh. What are these people doing? What are these people doing? I know somebody, yeah, like, I know somebody that, like, shit, and then was like, I can't wait to go home and clean up, and it's like, then what you doing there? What do you mean you can't wait to go home and clean up? I don't care how bad my shitting is, like, if they're, and listen, everybody listening to this, woman, man, anybody, children, old person, everybody listening to this, every person you see walking the street, no, not me, yes, you too, everybody has had a horrific shitting episode, 
They just have. They just have a, a, just an absolute shit storm. They've either farted and shit their pants. They've either just had a messy shit all over the toilet. They don't know what to do. You know, it just, it happens. And you know what I do when that happens? When in the rare occasion that that ever happens, I don't leave the bathroom until I fucking get it as clean as possible. Like, I go to the point where I look at it like, all right, somebody may see me naked one minute after this and, like, fucking examine my ass and everywhere. I'm, I'm, and I will fucking stay there. You ever wipe your ass till it bled? I've done that. Just to, I'm like, I'm not, listen, I'll take blood over shit any day of the week. I'm cleaning up. I'm cleaning up. I'll get water. I don't give a fuck what it takes. I'm cleaning up. So, I hear you. Sorry, that's, this is getting gross. <laughs> um, all right. Um, this is from Nick... Nick Gallianos, he says, a barber, oh no, we did that one, what am I doing, did I do that one, oh, this is from, did I do that one, uh, almost an hour, uh, Paul Brzee, a barber rambling onto a client in a chair for almost an hour while you're waiting like an asshole, no, I didn't do this, unacceptable, yeah, that's the worst, thanks Nick, sorry about that, um, Inconsiderate, absolutely. Uh, this is from uh, Jake Schneider. Oh, I'm sorry, and uh, Nick's Twitter is at I am Galianos, G A L I A N O S. Next one is from Jake Schneider, and this is uh, at Jake S N Y at Paul Verzi at my aunt's funeral. Random animal sitting in front of me playing a slots game on her phone the whole time. Hashtag unacceptable. Hashtag bitch. That's brutal. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Seriously, you're going to come here and disgrace my aunt like that? That's ridiculous. This is from um, Gary L. at Gary333. My friend said she'd never post on Facebook ever again. But every time she posts on Instagram, it always posts on Facebook. Hashtag unacceptable. Uh, He also sent one. This is Gary uh, at Gary333. Gary L. He says, at Paul Verzi, hungry, homeless, broke. I accept donations, but let me take a call on my iPhone first and literally showed me a homeless guy with that sign. That is unacceptable. Um, okay. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. Fuck the Cowboys. At Paul Verzi, Des Bryant leaving the huddle three to five seconds before Romo is done talking. Every fucking play. Unacceptable. Okay. Um, uh, what does it say? No line. Nolan team? I don't know what. Uh, yeah. Well, Des Bryant is one of those guys that thinks he's above everything. And, you know, I, I f- listen, people were going at me. And I'll talk about this on the, on the sports se- segment that's coming up here. But, you know. People want to say Des Bryant's the best wide receiver in the game. No, he's not. Des Bryant's not the best wide receiver in the game. He's, he's, he's simply not. You can't say that. He's one of them. He's in the top five, but give me a break. You know, I mean, does Odell Beckham Jr. have better numbers as a rookie in 11 games? In 11 games, the guy's got fucking Randy Moss numbers. Guy's got, I mean, it's ridiculous what he did. So, just, I mean, listen, you could say, but you can't say he's the best in the game. I mean, Calvin Johnson, it's disrespectful to everybody. And the guy, the guy pounds his chest and does all that. I'm going to get into it later, but that is unacceptable. He always leaves the huddle like he's too good and he gets it. And then meanwhile, he's the guy crying and screaming and taking his helmet off and pounding his chest, screaming and cursing. Guy's a fucking head case, you know. 
Guy's a head case. Just the same guy that like beat his mother. Didn't he? Didn't he fucking hit his mother? I mean, I'm not trying to fucking be disrespectful to the guy, but like, you know, it doesn't seem like this guy's mentally stable to me. So fuck him and his crying and all that. You know what? The rule sucks. The rule sucks what happened, but whatever. All right. Um, this is from Kyle Padrag Mullins. Padrag Mullins. Uh, boss bought me a box of cigars. I saw the Rocky Patel 2003 Cameroon box. It was filled with black and milds. Hashtag unacceptable. Hashtag cheap. That's brutal, man. That's, yeah, that's, that's unacceptable. This is from Ryan Carroll at Ryan C-A-R-R-O 11. At Paul Verzi, this gentleman's priorities are clearly out of whack. Sorry, forgot to attach the pitch. And it's a stormtrooper dressed in uh, Seattle Seahawks gear at the game screaming and yelling. That is unacceptable. Um, what's with the Star Wars... I just don't understand, like, what's with the Star Wars and the whole, like, going to football games dressed as Vader and all? Like, I don't understand, like, where the Star Wars, you know, it's just weird to me that people, I mean, I get, I guess that people like Star Wars, but like, what are you doing? I just don't understand people, man. I don't understand, like, especially Twitter people. Like, I've lost faith in a lot of Twitter people, so come on, guys. The people that you, you guys, don't do this. All right, what is this? Here we go. At Paul Verzi, unacceptable. And this guy sent... I don't... This is a... This is a Hansel Dan, Dan P-I-Z-Z-I-N-E. Dan Pizzini. And he sent me something, and it's an Eddie Bauer. Oh, minus 22 degrees. And then there's an Eddie Bauer picture with like a model smiling or something. So I'm just going to... I think that's what you're talking about. I'm sorry, if I got it wrong... Uh, Dan, send me something again or explain it to me and I'll, I'll do it again or send me another one and I'll read it. But that's, that's what I'm getting from that. I don't know. For some reason, the picture was cut off too. Uh, but thank you for the submission. Anyway, brother, appreciate it. Um, okay. This is, uh, Joe Spira at, uh, Spira, S-P-E-R-A, the moment. Paul Verzi, two drops, unreal. Can't do that against Urban Meyer. National championship, unacceptable. I said the same thing. Two drops and one of them would have been a huge gain and maybe a score. You just can't do it. It's It was, uh, it, they weren't ready. And I, I look at the coaching with that. It looked like the coach was all over the place, pacing around like a hungry pit bull in a cage. He was freaking out. Urban Meyer's sitting there. He looked calm, cool. That's the way his team played after going down like that. So I agree. But you can't drop passes. Like, I know the kid made some pa- catches to make up for it, but you can't do that. You just really can't do that in a national championship game against Urban Meyer, against a team that's coming in hot like that. You, you got everything needs to be done to listen to be champs. You got to do it all, and uh, dropping two huge, huge passes. I don't care if it's the first half or first quarter. You those are like that when you're up seven nothing or whatever. You have to do that. You know you have to. You went in and you scored and they came back and answered. You have to go back and answer to show. And if you don't, it's terrible. This one is from Fail Bundy at uh, NED Rock 83. Paul Verzi, 55-year-old man wearing Ohio State spiked shoulder pads. I, I, was, I saw the same thing and it's just, you know. 
That's like not, oh, my grandfather's crazy and cool. That's like we need to talk to my grandfather because he needs to just sit home and eat some hot cocoa and die gracefully instead of running out to a fucking game, putting spikes on like he's in a legion of doom. Oh, I didn't. I didn't talk about this, but I'll, I'll talk about it now. I. I uh, oh no, I'm gonna do it after because I gotta. I'm gonna talk about something that's gonna bother people. Let me just see. I just want to make sure that I'm doing the right thing, and I didn't miss anybody here. We're almost done with it, and. Um, but yeah, I saw some shit. I, I saw a couple of documentaries. All right, here we go. Uh, Dustin Bell at Mind Taker underscore at Paul Verzi getting in trouble for somebody. For something she dreamed you did. That's brutal. Yeah. I had a friend. And uh, we're not friends anymore. We don't really talk anymore. Uh, We didn't have a falling out. But we kind of just parted ways. And he did comedy too. His name was Bill Scully. Very funny. And he did a joke where like. He like. Like she got upset. That like. She said like. She dreamed he did something. And he was like, I can't even cheat in my dreams. Can't you just give me that? And it was actually really funny. And, uh, yeah, it's really weird that they would get mad at something like that. You know why? Because they look at it like, oh, my God, like, is this something to happen? All right, this is from uh, Brandon and Tim at Brandon underscore McCorm, M-C-C-O-R-M. Pubes all over the toilet seat in public restrooms. How the fuck does that happen? Unacceptable. That's disgusting. That's disgusting and unacceptable. Um, this is from Dimitri at Metro 2033 FTW. Using a public restroom. Finish my business. Go to dry my hands. Someone shoved their shit up the dryer. Wait, what? Did we read that one? That's like, I mean, what? That's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that's so. That's so unacceptable to go out of your way. To shove shit in the thing. Oh, my God. Hey, here we go. This is from Shane Davis. Shane is my cousin, and he's in Florida. Shane is actually my um, my stepfather who's been in my life since I've been five years old. It's my stepfather's sister, son, and uh, he's a cousin. And he said to me, uh, and, and his, his uh, Twitter feed is at AlexTheShane. Spelled the way you think it would be. Grown men who say peanut butter and jealous. (laughs) Hashtag unacceptable. So true. That's brutal, Shane. I hope you and your family are doing good, brother. Thanks for reaching out. That's awesome. Uh, This is from James Walsh at J underscore Walsh 413. Paul Verzi, arena seating. Person next to me is a blimp and has zero shame being in my space because their seat isn't enough. Hashtag unacceptable. Um, this one is from... No, I think... Come on. Come on, Yaf. Let's see here. All right, we're almost done here. That might be it. That might be it. And then we're going to go on to a couple of things. How much time? Wow. Hour and two. We're flying. I got to get a fucking, what's it called? I got to get a, a, an email for this. All right. I think that might be it. 
Let's see. I'm sorry. I love how I'm looking and reading at things, and I'm just staying here, like, thinking you guys are... Okay. Uh, this is from Dave Gavry at Dave G Money. Dave Gavry from GonzoFame.com, the sponsor. Drunk chicks yelling and interrupting every comic during an open mic. Who the fuck heckles at an open mic? Get a life unacceptable. Yeah, that's... Somebody's got to get these people out of there. Get them out. Get them out. Uh, somebody said, Anthony Silver at Anthony W. Silver said, Paul Verzi, oh shit. Uh, Giannis Pappas not having a Twitter is unacceptable. Giannis Pappas does have a Twitter account. You got to check it, but he does. Giannis has a Twitter account. You got to do a little more research than that. And, um, okay. Michael R. Peterson. Uh, Latin underscore Viking 305 says the second half of that movie is unacceptable. He was talking about Gone Girl because he agrees, as he should, because it, w it was more than the second half. Like, it started leading up, and I'm just going, this is unacceptable. This is weird. This is unbelievable. This is unreal. This would never happen. This would never happen. And then in the end happened, and I was like, all right, I got to chalk this up to a loss. Please rebut that. Try to rebut that and tell me that you liked it. This is from uh, the real Travis, Travis, Travisy, Travisy, uh, at real underscore Travisy fourteen. Unacceptable being in a deli and the lady at the counter telling me to hurry up because she has stuff to do. That is unacceptable. That annoys me, and she should have been told, you know what, then go get another. You know, how great would it have been if you go, yeah, well, I have something to do, and it's get a fucking sandwich, and I'm going to decide which sandwich I want because it's my time, and you're the one working behind the counter to make me the sandwich. So you shouldn't be fucking working here. How about that? How about you don't work here? Seriously. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and rush because you have shit to do. I have shit to do and it's eat. And you're the person who's actually between me and that meal. So make it and shut up or get another job. All right, this is from Philip Proc at Paul Verzi. I have to say, love the podcast, but just a heads up. New York didn't invent every sport and there are other teams. Hashtag unacceptable. Well, Philip, you know what? I never said New York invented all things. I don't know where that comes from. Um, I think that there's some anger there behind that tweet because the Yankees have 27 world championships and apparently wherever you are doesn't. And, um, I don't know what, where that's coming from. I never said they invented it. As a matter of fact, if you've listened, listened closely to my show, um, I've said that New York fans are some of the dumbest. These are, I said on, on Peter Schrager's show on Fox News, uh, his podcast, I mean on Fox Sports, uh, that that New York fans are some of the biggest dummies. These are fans that have booed Mariano Rivera and Derek Jeter when they were in slumps. These are people that think Eli Manning shouldn't be there when he's won two MVP Super Bowls. I mean, so I, I've said a lot of things about New York fans that I don't like, but I, I've never said, you know, you know, just a heads up, New York didn't invent every sport. I mean, I don't even know if I, that, that's ridiculous, dude. I never even said that. So, and at least say where you're from, say where you're from and what team so I could talk about it. But I'm not saying that New York is this, but I will tell you this, New York City is definitely the shit and New York is the best. So, you know, if you want to sit there and try to tell me that, um, I'm acting like New York is the best in sports and there's other teams, I know there are, there are other, and there's a lot, I like a lot of other sports teams, but I just don't think that I've done that. So, and I'm sorry that you feel that way. Um, that's it for the unacceptables, guys. I'm going to talk about something real quick. I know this is running late. Um, 
But we're going to get into sports, and then we will um, do plugs and get out of here. So this is this is this just going to be quick. And uh, again, if you're offended about conspiracy theories that have to do with the country and uh, 9-11, then you might want to fast forward this. I'm not saying, you know, what I know, what I, I don't know anything. What I know is that um, I was watching a lot of documentaries on Netflix and I was reading a lot of things and, and, and people that are very close to me and know that I'm into stuff and learning about stuff had sent me some stuff and I watched some stuff. And uh, I, I have to say with everything that I've watched lately, okay, all I'm doing is asking people, like if you're into that shit, you have to watch some of these conspiracy theory documentaries because it's not all crazy people. It's not all people saying that, oh, you know, the government does this and the government does that. But, you know, now that I have, I've been watching a lot more Netflix and I I saw some things and there was always a couple of questions that I had about 9-11. And uh, I used to get very upset when somebody would tell me something that was against the country. You know, not in a political way, but I would always get very defensive when somebody would say something to me like, oh, you know, the president knew this. I remember actually defending George W. Bush after 9-11 saying, how fucking dare you, man? You know, we lost fucking 3,000 people. Don't fucking talk like that. That's ridiculous. There's no way. You know, I saw the president's face. He looked upset. And I I, I sat with that for a while. And I'm not even going to sit here and say that that's not true. But I have to tell you. When you watch some of these documentaries, there are things that day that do not fucking make sense, no matter how you slice it. So all I'm going to say is this. If you are into conspiracy theories and you are into um, at least just hearing stuff. And and listen, there are some nut jobs out there. There are some people that think that planes didn't hit the Twin Towers. There are some people that think it was all like images on TV and wasn't real and they won't believe it. And that like, that's crazy. Of course it did. What, what you saw happened, but I think who knew about it, who was behind it, what we were told, what we didn't see, what they only were able to air once, and then people said you can never air that again. That did happen, and those are facts. And that's all I'm saying. Just watch that shit, you know, because um, watch the Aaron Russo interview. What, go, go to the Aaron Russo interview and listen to what he says. It's crazy. And the... Um, you know, there, there's a lot of things. There was a couple of things that firemen, like there's like a group of firemen that were in New York City. And it's like it, it's firemen that want the truth because they heard things and saw things that were never talked about. There's pilots that say things that were never, ever talked about. Like for me, the thing that was crazy to me was um, there was many pilots that said it's absolutely impossible to do what the second plane did. And then all these eyewitnesses down in the thing said that it was like a, there was just something with the plane, like the plane wasn't what we thought it was. And I want to be very sensitive here. And, you know, I know people lost their lives and I know that there are horrible things happening. And my heart, my heart, just because of me with flying all the time, I, my heart always went out to the people. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the people on the plane or their families. I'm really not. I, I really want to say that here because I, I'm not trying to, to do that. Because if I was a family member listening to somebody that was trying to tell me something that didn't happen when they knew what happened, I, I would be upset too. I'm not trying to do that. What I'm trying to do is to let people look at these things and listen to an open mind without having any political bias. 
And there are things that happened on 9-11 that we were reported and that the news showed to the general public that simply could not be. That, 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 that's what I'm saying. That it could not be. You know what I mean? Like you just look at it and then you look and you're like, wait a minute, that's fucking crazy. And so all I'll say is, you know, me and a couple of comedians are talking about it and nobody wants to take a definitive, this is what happened. But everybody can agree it's fishy and some fucked up shit happened on 9-11. And I was watching it and I'm like, man, should I talk about this? People are going to get upset. But I'm like, wait, why not talk about it? Because you're not really saying something that is wrong. You're saying what you feel and what you saw. And if people that listen to my show are interested in it, fine. If you think it's bullshit, you don't want to listen to it, fine. I'm just saying that for what I saw... And what I watched on multiple things, what I've read, what I've heard has happened, what all kinds of stuff. There are things that just don't make fucking sense, period. I mean, that's all there. That's really all there is to it. So um, I would definitely check that out because um, I watch it more and more. And I just want to find out where I'm what I'm living in, what kind of country I'm living in as far as like what is what what is what people are capable of. America's the greatest. America's the best country in the world. It's not even close. You know, it's not even close. I mean, it's it's it, it really is the land of opportunity. It's the it's a place where your dreams come true. You can make money. You have opportunities to do things. You know, you've like I said before. You know, people say you're not free. You're free. You know, you're you're at least more free than a lot of other people. You know, you can sit there and jerk off and fucking eat you know fruity pebbles at the same time. I mean, you're you're free. But I just I think that there is a lot of things that uh, the government and, and are capable of that we we can't rationalize because the one thing that I'm learning about conspiracy theories and I don't want anybody to go oh was Verzi going nuts he's thinking about it. no but the one thing that I'll say about conspiracy theories is they're set up to make a lot of people look crazy they're set up to make people go no that didn't happen they're set up for a lot of I can't believe it. That's ridiculous. Like anger and everything. It, it's it's kind of set up that way. But like once you can get over the fact. I was talking to my brother about this and he said something. He goes, once you can get over the fact that people that are in this country are capable of evil. True evil. Once you can understand that people in this country and government are capable of true evil. Then you can fathom the awfulness. Right? Like there are people that would never want to admit that their family members are a mass murderer or a serial killer. I bet you Jeffrey Dahmer's dad's like, no, fucking he ate heads? No. You know, and that's the first reaction, you know? But then when you realize, yeah, like why, like if a government has an agenda and they have access to the most power and, and military and force, of course they're capable of things. Now I'm not saying, and again, I'm not saying that that's all on 9-11. I'm talking about in general. I'm talking about John F. Kennedy, you know, 9-11, you know, did they know about Pearl Harbor to get into the war, to, to the war, all these different things. You just have to know that like anything is possible and just look at things for yourself. But I watched, um, I watched this documentary called Fact or Fiction. No, Fact or Faked. That's what it is. Fact or Faked, I believe. Uh, and it's called In Plain Sight. And it was a documentary about 9-11. And it really co... It went... It was very similar to another thing that I read and talked about. And very similar to something that Aaron Russo said. And it just made me really think. So that's all I'll say. Okay. Uh, check it out. On another note, I watched the Brett the Hitman Hart... Uh, <laughs> I watched the Bret the Hitman Hart documentary with wrestling, and it was way more interesting than any wrestling match I've ever seen. I would check that one out too, 
Because the wrestling thing is fascinating when you see that they travel and they beat their bodies up and they're just like doing gigs, really. They're doing gigs and how it's like set up and all that stuff. So that was pretty cool. So I, I just been watching that stuff and, um, you know, all that, all that stuff, the conspiracy theory stuff. So I'm not saying anything definitively, but just, just watch those shits and uh, just that stuff and have a good time. Whatever. What, what can I say? You know, I had some thoughts and I wanted to bring it up on the show. All right. Let's get into sports here. I was 4-0 last week, guys, in the NFL. Last week's picks, all of them came through. Uh, if you don't believe me, listen back to 193. I nailed every one of them almost the way that, and I said almost how it would go down. I did, however, think that the Panthers would be closer. The Panthers were in the game in the fourth quarter, and I said they would be, but that pick six killed Cam Newton. Horrible mistake. He waited too long for that. Um before week one, I said the Colts were going to go to the Super Bowl this year. I was wrong. I was going to pick between the um, – well, that can still happen, but I was wrong about the NFC. Somebody said, oh, you're going to go with the Packers for the NFC? And for some reason when they said that, I was like, no, because I didn't want to take their pick or think about it. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers is coming back healthy, and I should have. But instead I said the Eagles because of their running game and um, – you know, Nick Foles, I just thought he was going to be one of those guys who got there real early. I don't know why I made a mistake with the NFC. My AFC pick is in there. Don't know what's going to happen uh, in Foxborough. I, I mean, I feel like I feel like if the Colts don't turn the ball over, they can get out of there and squeeze a win out of there. I really do. And I'm going to stick with my pick and say the Colts only because I picked them before week one. Gun to my head, I don't know. But I will tell you this. House money... I mean, I'm playing with house money because I said Brady's the greatest ever, and if he goes to his sixth and wins his fourth, uh, that helps my argument. And I said Andrew Luck was going to go there this year and win one within the next two years, so that helps me. So either way, I feel like I'm covered in the AFC, but I guess I have to stick with saying the Colts because that's who I picked before week one. Why would I change? Now in the NFC, I think gun to my head, I'd say Seattle. But I think if Aaron, I think Aaron Rodgers, you know, maybe could get two. So I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers gets two before Russell does. So I'm actually going to say Packers and Colts. I know that's crazy, and it might go the other way. But that's what I'm rooting for, and I'm just going to go with what I'm rooting for. Um, so that's – now Seattle's going to win the game probably. All right, gun to my head, I'd say – you know what's funny? Gun to my head, I'd probably say – Pats and Colts, I mean, fuck it. Here's what I'm going to stick with. I'm saying the Colts and the AFC because that's been my pick, and then I'll say Seattle is what I think. But I wouldn't be shocked if the Green Bay wins. Basically, it's like flip a coin, whatever. I'm going to say Seahawks and Colts are going to the Super Bowl. That's what I'm going to say. All right? So there you have it. I just worked it out with you guys. As far as you Dallas Cowboy fans who are upset, fuck Des Bryant. Okay, Des Bryant opens his mouth like you, this guy said today. He runs away from the huddle quicker than any other guy. You know, he, he's running on the field screaming. He takes his helmet off. He acts like he's the shit all the time. You know something? He got screwed. Maybe the ball should have been on the one-yard one line. But as far as the NFL rules go, if Calvin Johnson's going to get screwed, that asshole should have been screwed. And you know what? They were robbed the week before because of the Lions. I don't want to hear the Cowboys talk shit. Tony Romo won one playoff game at home against the Lions. Give me a break. They're not better than the Packers. They're, they're just not. They're not better than the Seahawks. They weren't doing anything anyway. I don't give a shit about the Cowboys. I don't want to hear you cry. All right? 
You saved Garrett's job and got a little bit of pressure off of Tony Romo. That was your success this year. You still have a hot-headed wide receiver. And at the end of the day, the ball, he didn't hold on to it. He did. That's the other thing. He really didn't. I know he got screwed. He caught the ball. He went. But when he went down, the ball popped out. Like, that's what happened. So hold it under you. Hold it under you and keep it there. And then it wouldn't have been an issue. That's it for sports. That's it for the show, everybody. Plugs, I am here in Hartford, Connecticut for the all-in tour with Joe Bartnick and Adrian Appalucci. We're having a great time. We will be here tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 16, 17, and 18. And then next week, we will be Thursday through Sunday at the Syracuse Funny Bone in Syracuse, New York. So please come out to a show. Uh, Check me out on Facebook at Paul Verzi, V-I-R-Z-I. That's it, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the Bay Booth rebuttal with me and Giannis. I hope you enjoyed episode 194. This will be out right away, and I will talk to you guys next week. Take care.